0: Welcome! You are listening to Readers and Writers with your host James Hill and Athena Paris of Rock Hill Publishing. I am Amy Ravi Chandran and today we're talking about dialogue and I feel like dialogue is so important but at the same time you don't want a book that's nothing but dialogue. So kind of give us like a brief overview or your experience in dialogue. The good, the bad, the ugly, when to do it, when not to do it, the purpose of it.
1: All right. I'll jump in with the dialogue conversation. Number one, do not start your book with dialogue. And I see that so often that so many people start writing a book and it's a dialogue between two people. But the problem with that is the reader doesn't know either one of these two people. They have no idea what they're talking about. And they have no idea whose side of the conversation they should be on. So, Dialogue is for giving insight into character, It's for giving insight into the situation, It's for giving you, it's an easier way of telling you what's happening in this world. So you don't start with dialogue. You start with giving me the character that I'm going to be following through the story. I have to know the people who are talking before I care about what they're saying if you if that makes any sense to you Mm -hmm. and so that's that's one thing i would say about dialogue don't start your story with dialogue start your story with the person who's going to be the main subject of the story and that's another thing do not start your story with a second or third character in the story who doesn't really have a unless you're writing like uh don quixote which i do believe starts with Pancho and then he's talking about Don Quixote, who is the main character. But Pancho is also a, a, a major character in the story. So it's it's a little hard to, to, to pin down when you can do it and when you can but you should never just start with with pure dialogue. And the other and thing then, is, dialogue yeah. cannot be real. You don't you don't write dialogue as if the way you're speaking, because it takes up a lot of space. And there's a lot of hums and hums and this and that and stuff that doesn't really help the story at all. So your dialogue gotta be somewhat faked if if you know what I'm talking about. If you ever sat there and listened to a conversation on a phone, like somebody else having a conversation or people in a room have, and you're not part of that conversation, you're just listening to it, eavesdropping, so to speak.
0: Mm -hmm. You'll notice
1: that a lot of that conversation really does not matter <laughs> <laughs> well
2: yeah yeah and, and in a it book
1: is. you want all of the conversation to matter
2: yes so it to has to out. help the, the, the uh, part of the story is being revealed through dialogue so there is a, there are explanations a backstory um revealing the purpose of the scene itself. So dialogue can be used for all of those things to keep the reader uh, interested because you're revealing part of your plot and things that happened in the past because they are going to influence what's happening now. So you can have the one character explaining something from the past so that you don't have to have a complete chapter about backtracking things so you can have a portion of dialogue to just quickly explain something that happened in the past to say why am I doing this because blah 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 this is why I'm doing it instead of doing a flip over and go to a flashback. Right. Yeah.
1: Dialogue really helps kill flashbacks. What was that? How
2: important
0: would you say is dialogue? Is it more like very or is it like the primary thing? But you don't want to have too much like that. Kind of goes back, you know, when we were talking about show and tell, and how do you know that you've done that fine line between not putting okay. too much or too little dialogue into a book?
2: So there is this rule about when you open a book and you flip through the pages, you can't just see. They call them the white pages. Uh-huh. It, you can't just because when a dialogue is short you know, it doesn't have a lot of writing. So when you flip your book, you can't just see pages full of uh, writing pages and pages and pages. That means there's a lot of exposition or a lot of narration going on there or whatever it is you're describing. But you can't have a lot of pages that you see a lot of white on the right hand side either, which means there's a lot of very short dialogue and what's happening over there so you have to have a good balance of dialogue and uh, uh, solid pages so that your reader goes through explanations expositions um show uh, tell and dialogue mm. yeah. so as you have to think about that
1: as a publisher dialogue takes up a lot of pages so yeah. if you want to put a book out there and you want to have a whole lot of conversation and you got like 10 different characters and everybody has something to say, you're going to make a very thick book. Because yeah. dialogue wastes space. Like Athena was saying, it's called the white space rule. You don't want to see too much white space. You don't want to see too much black space, pages after page after page of nothing but words. Uh, you want it to be balanced because you want the story to be balanced, basically. You want to yeah. tell, you want to show, you want characterization, dialogue helps with characterization. You learn a lot about a person by what he says, who he says it to, you know, and yeah. and don't try to throw in uh, different voices and write in dialect. That's a very bad thing too. Because unless yeah. you really know the dialect, it's, yeah. hard to, it's hard to fake it. And if you're writing in the dialect, not everybody's gonna understand what you're writing. You know, if yeah. you write a book in Gaelic, and I did this, I didn't write the book in Gaelic. There was a song that came up and they sang something in Gaelic and I knew a woman who spoke Gaelic. So I asked her to translate what they were saying. Yeah. Because there was no way you could tell what was going on in that song because it was in Gaelic. And so it, it, if you write something like that, first of if person is reading it, they're not hearing it. So they don't even know if they're pronouncing the words correctly. Uh, sometimes yeah. you go in uh, different languages, like you might write something in Italian or Spanish. and But if you don't use very common phrases, then you also have to write in what that means <laughs> so that the person who's reading it. So now you're doubling the work. I write something in, and I read some book like that where the person kept writing stuff in Italian and it was like paragraph worth of stuff that this person was saying in Italian. And it's like, but no one, only someone who reads Italian and knows Italian is gonna know what that says. And then they would go back and they would write it in English in the exposition. So first they're saying it in Italian, then they're explaining it in English, and that is doubling the size of the book. And it's just a bad—it's just a bad way to write. But you—you can then skip the Italian and just read the exposition. Right. Yeah,
0: you can totally do that. I could. Yeah. Yeah, and you can't
2: deviate when you're writing dialogue. Your dialogue has to pertain to the story itself, so that. Each page is moving the story along. So don't write, so guys, how was lunch? No, stop talking about the lunch or what you ate, you know, how many breads you had and pieces of meat and things like that. That's got nothing to do with moving the story along. Unless you're going to give everybody gastro, food's got nothing to do with the, you know, the, the actual story.
0: Right. Too much information. So generally, you you don't want to get too much information and you're like not dialoguing every minute of every day of this person's.
2: Yes. And you should avoid very long, long, long speeches. I mean, if you write a paragraph um, with interruptions that somebody is asking questions, then that's all right. But don't write three pages nonstop of one person speaking. Yeah. No.
1: Yeah. In, in superhero movies, the bad guy always monologues the plot. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: You know, you see, you see him get up there and he tells you how his plan is going to happen and everything. And he's telling this to the guy who's about to kill him or, you know, <laughs>
0: right? Yeah. ruin his
1: day. But yeah, so you don't want that in a book because it becomes very monotonous and boring as people are reading and reading and they're reading the dialogue and they're just, it's just this monologue of this guy telling you how he feels, what his day was like, why he doesn't like this, all these kind of mm-hmm. things, you're like, get on with the story. I don't want to hear all that, get, yeah. get to the point, you know, mm-hmm. and sometimes dialogue could take you down that rabbit hole. Uh, mm-hmm. You think that th- this is giving you insight into the character, where actually, it might be giving you insight to the character, but it's not the insight that you need to move the story on. Mm-hmm. It's it's, uh, it's kind of boring.
0: Yeah, yeah, kind of an for
2: element, yes. yeah. and it has to be interesting. Your dialogue has to be interesting. Your reader needs to be interested. Uh, the The story's moving along. Your reader is interested, and you um, showing y- your your characters through the dialogue. And at the same time, it has to be believable in that concept, whatever the story is. So if it's fantasy, it's going to be believable in that setting. If it's sci-fi, they're going to say scientific words, you know, terminology and all kinds of things. But it has to sound believable to our ears, whatever they're talking about. Right. So that is how dialogue uh, works.
0: I could see that. I could see where, if there's too much like conversation going on with too much details, how that would be boring, but what is the like fine line, right? Cause I've read a book that was full on. It was a conversation between, you know, God and this person. And that's what the entire book was, was this entire months of conversation, you know? So how do you, if you're, you know, writing a book and whatever genre that it is, do you, when you're writing dialogue, do you give, you know, like, cause sometimes like I read these things online, you know, like the Kindle Vellas or whatever. And it's like scene by scene, you know, and it tells you who's talking and then who's talking and you're just like, what? I'm getting confused. Or they like misput people's names and stuff all the time? But like, are you supposed to like clarify who's talking or does it get to a point where your reader should know? You know what I'm saying? Like, how
2: does that work? So the rule is, rule, when I say rule is, I mean, it's, um, you should, you can write six lines without tags. Tags is mentioning who the person is. So about six lines is about what a reader can deal with, without getting confused. And then by the sixth or seventh line, you should say, John said John waved out the window at the passing car or you should now inform the reader who's talking, what he's doing. So um, add your action so that you your reader does not get confused. And you don't have to say a lot of things sometimes. Just said is okay to okay. use a lot of times because said is a very common word that does not make us think too hard when we see it, you know, as you're reading. So you say, John said, and it continues, and then Abby responded or whatever. So now you keep track of who's saying what, when, and your reading is continuous. Okay.
0: Right. That's and
1: another about. thing is that you should try to differentiate the people voices. Not everybody should have the same mannerism to their speech. And that will help you with keeping track of who's saying what. And that's something that a lot of writers don't do. Everybody speaks the same. Everybody uses the same colloquialism. They use the same um, I did this, or that kind of thing. You know, not everybody says um when they start a conversation or when they're yeah. trying to think of something. Not everybody says, th- ah, I have an idea. Some people just say, I have an idea, let's do this, you know. But if you keep throwing those things in to where everybody in your story uses the same phrases and catches and things like that, then it becomes very hard to distinguish who's speaking and who's saying. So you should try to develop your characters to have their own voice, their own way of speaking. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Not saying that it should be dialect, but it should be their own way of speaking. Don't make everybody say, "Um, Mm -hmm. like... Well, like this is going to be this. And like this, is not everybody uses like that way. Yeah, like for example,
2: you could have a person who starts a lot of centers like this. So tell me. Then when the reader sees that, they know exactly who's talking because they know that person says that often. So so tell me. So they know, oh, that person is speaking. Right. Yes. That's a verbal tag.
1: Like you say, you, you every six or so lines, you want to throw a tag in to say yeah. who, who's speaking. That becomes a verbal tag because you say, every time they say, so tell me, you know, it's that person. Yeah. Same way of every time somebody says something else, say, like, this is going to be a great day. You know, every time the person starts off their sentence with like, that's another verbal tag. So, you know, that's that character.
0: Yeah, and yeah that
1: keeps track of who's saying what in the story
0: wow okay so then dialogue is definitely something that you have to kind of like plot out and stuff which is perfect because next week we're going to be talking about outlines which do you use them when you should use them or if you're just one that sits down and writes right I mean some write chapters and then go back and write the beginning or whatever and so Next week on Readers and Writers, we are definitely talking about outlines and that's one that I don't think anybody should miss because I could, I would benefit from an outline just of my daily schedule. So, but until next time, you guys, this has been a Readers and Writers and we'll catch you all next week. Bye everybody.